0: Love, talk, radio.
1: This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they treat themselves. ...their experiences and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lives and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is... ...and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations with real people, about real life experiences. So let's keep it. I'm filtered, I'm scripted, I'm censored, and I'm caught. You're welcome to today's episode. And welcome to another episode of Friday Radio Special on the Naked Talk with Alex Okurji. And yes, my name is Alex, and I'm broadcasting live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, heart of Africa. Yay! <laughs> so what's happening, people? Well, we're back again. And uh, yes, on top Wednesday, we had such an awesome roundtable conversation with my guest, Joan Trepper. Yes, American uh, citizen advocate, live all the way from Minnesota, and of course, you know, she was joined by uh, the CEO of the Inc., um Inc., uh saxon mayor and of course, there was Johnny Johnson, you know, um, and uh, Mira Bingham, and of course, there was Joan Van Hooten, and then, you know, we talked about wrongful conviction, and it was such, um, it was a rather, rather, rather intense conversation, because, you know, you know, there's, uh, they shared their different perspective um, about people who are basically serving time, uh, you know, paying for crimes that they actually didn't commit. And so if you know anyone, if you listen to that show, it must have been um, a very illuminating conversation because uh, they had so much, so much to share, so much to say about it. I mean, I mean, uh, Joan, you know, shared her personal experience coming from, you know, being a member, being um, a family of the victims, you know, one of the incarcerated uh, convicts. Um, and, um, of course, um, you know, she did share how um, their the amount of bullied and um, just all the, you know, the hurt and the pain and all they have to go through, you know, with the larger you know, community and, you know, all that goes on. And, of course, Johnny Johnson did share his own take coming from the perspective uh, of a law enforcement agent. Uh, agency, and then of course Mac, you know, Mac also talked about the documentary, and there's so much happening. And yeah, you know, just you know, just stare at us, and you're going to definitely find out, you know, everything is happening um, with the documentary that's coming together, the Innocent uh, Convicts. So it was an awesome show, and you know, lots of contribution, I got lots of emails. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. And if you missed that show, don't forget. You can always listen to the Active show. If you miss a new live show, you can always come back here and listen to it. Or you can catch it at a syndicated radio network. Yes, we're syndicating all over your internet radio, so you have no reason what to miss any show. Yes, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, and we're on TuneIn Radio. So, hey, what's your excuse? (laughs) Right? Well, it's a and of course that, you, know, been, you know, it's been a beautiful all-new season. You know, we had this, first of all, we had our first, you know, great show with Stella Masses. and, of course, we had this great conversation, a relatively conversation with Joe Trevor, and I can't wait to speak with my very special guest today on the show. But just before we get to that, first of all, you know, that uh, today's episode of The Make It Talk is uh, brought to you by our friends at Hevolution Magazine. Now, Hevolution Magazine is all about bringing to you the hair side of life and um, giving your hair a voice, and of course you can find them at www.stephevolutionmagazine.com. And of course our friends at Venture, Venture Naturals, it's all about your handmade beauty products made from the finest natural fruits, and of course natural oils right here in Africa. <laughs> and I'm very excited about that. So yes, have you gotten a copy of my book? Yes, that book, The Naked Truth, Long Street, well, you can get a copy of my book, at my official website at ww and you can find any of your favorite online retail stores. It's on Amazon, Barnes Nobles, Noble, <laughs> wherever else you like. You know, just go to my official website and then of course you can click on any of the, you know, uh retail stores and get a copy of that book. Um it really is um basically uh you know offers wisdom <laughs> to those who have struggled or are still struggling, uh to handle the truth about who they really are, what love really is, and just get you a know, different reality, you know, you know, uh, whether it's reinvention of your career or whatever it is. So it's you know, it's the truth. It really is the truth, and the reviews are awesome, so you can check out. Uh out. So today on The Naked Talk with Alex Urge, we're definitely talking about a renewed spiritual belonging with my very special guest. Now, so many people especially entertainers, are lost in finding direction and clarity as regards how to achieve a balance between the art and a healthy spiritual life. Now, but not that the winning Nigerian actor, writer, and TV host, who recently found a renewed spiritual belonging, and it's not a shame to let his fans and the rest of the world know where he stands on his faith moving forward. So, guys, I'm very, very excited to, you know, be joined by my. Special guest, <laughs> uh, he's
2: here, so how about we connect with him? Hi, Carlos. Hi. Hey. Hi. How are you? <laughs> how are you? Hi. How you doing? Can you hear me? I'm fine.
1: Yes, I can hear you perfectly. I hear you all.
2: Perfect. I was a bit worried at first, you know. Yeah, very well. because to no, see you, Sidgy. We you. Yes, I am so very you're well. Thank to you. The Naked very, Talk. I am very honored you're to be welcome here. To the
1: show. Right.
2: I'm very excited to have you,
1: actually. We've been, waiting, we've been waiting to bring you here for a year. So, you know, it's not all the time that we have royalty stepping to our, you know, to be on our show. So it's nice to have you right <laughs> here in, you know, on the Naked Talk. And, you know, we're going to have a great conversation. I can feel it. Like. Um, but, but you know, just before we get into our conversation, um, I need to let those who are listening, wherever you're listening from around the world, know that you can join this conversation. Don't forget the number to call, just in case you want to, uh, you know, contribute to the to the conversation. You want to ask a question, maybe ask Kalu or ask myself, or you want to leave a comment or say something. Don't forget you can call in. The number to call is plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six plus one if you're outside the U.S. Um, if you're calling from the U.S., and you have to dial as a local number, 215-383-3766. Or you can call and use the live chat button, and you can call into the show for free. Or you can get into our in-studio chat room and leave a message in the chat room. And, of course, uh, your messages will be read on the show. Oh, and one last thing you can tweet at me. Make sure you tweet at Alex McCruddy. And, of course, your contributions will be read right here on the show. So, hey, Callie. Hi. Hi. Are you there? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. okay. Very so much we have so. quite a
1: second piece of stuff to talk about. <laughs> okay, first of all, <laughs> just for the sake of those for the sake of those who are listening from around the world, uh, uh some mm-hmm. of them who may not have come across your work, um, may not necessarily, right. you know, know uh how would you describe yourself? Who would you say Khalik is?
2: Uh, you know the funny thing, I'm still asking myself that question who I am because uh I'm still work in progress, but Carlo Carlo is um, Carlo is a fun loving person. Um, I, I, how would I say it? In the constant quest for knowledge, that's that's what that's what I am. I I try to see beauty in everything that I see because I've come to recognize that uh, you know everything is just there. A gift for us, a canvas for us to paint on or to mm. draw from or and um mm. uh that's just me, just uh seeing beauty and everything and a strong quest for knowledge and- I p- try to apply that in everything that I do in my work, especially, so my life's a canvas on which i I paint on that's the best way I can describe it, yeah I like it when you I, I like
1: it when you say that way, your life is like a canvas. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. Now for those who are listening, a lot of people, um I know that you're an actor. I mean well, the whole of Nigeria knows that you're an actor or Africa, you know, but for those who are listening from outside, right. you know, you're an, you're an actor, primarily an actor. And of course you're also a yeah. writer in your, you know, a television host and you've basically crushed your um kind of, you know, your different mediums of the art. But let me let me ask you this. As an actor, um what would you say you like the most about?
2: What, what, what would you say you like the most about being an actor? Um, like I said, um, be, the most the the thing I love the most about being an actor is expression, and I have a very strong mm. reason for that. Um, I'm naturally very uh, introverted, uh, if I may use the word. Uh, I appear reserved. I'm not exactly reserved, but <laughs> I'm I'm very introspective. F- and uh, and um, my personality from the from the face of it, um, uh, well before I used to be a very shy child. I'm just telling the genesis of the genesis of how I used to how I came mm-hmm. to where I am. And as a child, I was very shy, very retiring, and everything. But I had such a vivid imagination that was on fire. So um, mm-hmm. even those times where I seemed to be, you know, retracted or I stay on my own inside me is a beehive of activity and acting for me is a way to uh, express all these volatile things going on inside me Um, which is why I kind of I kind of described an actor being myself as someone who has licensed Mm -hmm. schizophrenia like uh, a licensed schizophrenic being having the license to express how as many personalities as possible um, and that's why mm. it's the best thing that could ever happen to me, being an actor, and also being a, a writer as well, being able to expouse all the things that are mm-hmm. raging inside of me, um, for the better, that is, yes. So that's how I came to be an actor, that's that's why I'm primarily an actor, expression, really.
0: And of course,
2: to feed that expression, and to f- also feed that expression, I need as much mm. knowledge as I am. So. It's pretty much like someone who has been given lots of salt, um, lots of salt. Mm -hmm. You you have this thirst for more and more water so you can, you know, bring out the best you can. So it's, you know, knowledge in, knowledge out. Um, Kind of like the garbage Mm -hmm. in, garbage out, uh, you know, that kind of thing. If that makes any sense (laughs) at all. (laughs) <laughs> of course, that
1: makes a lot of sense It makes a lot of sense And I can actually, you know, that resonates with me I can relate to that, you know, being an actor And a writer, um, expression really Is at the forefront of that But then again, also knowledge, you know Because you, you really wouldn't have anything to share with people you If you're not taking or absorbing As much, you know, um, knowledge uh, You know, as you can To be able to share so I, I totally can, you know, relate with that But, you know, I did ask yeah. you what you like the most About that, don't you like what
2: do you like the least about being an actor? Um, well, <laughs> being a goldfish for one. I mean, it has its good sides, but um, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> yeah. um, being a goldfish. But having said that, I mean, the setbacks are mm. really minuscule to me. Uh, I can handle them, but the the aspect of being a goldfish, not being able to do the things I'd love to do, like one of the things I love the most, um, apart from other, is mm. taking walks. Uh, as a child, I mean, I think mm. one of uh, I've I've walked um, the most I've walked is about um, almost 50 kilometers. I love walking a bit, uh, a lot, because that's the time where I get to express I my thoughts just run wild. I get to watch people in the environment. I get to look at Mm -hmm. trees and animals and observe how they behave, their behavioral Mm -hmm. characteristics, let my mind roam free. So that's one thing I really miss. Um, However, you know, I've sort of um, got around it. Usually when I, I love it when I go to places where people don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. Let's say if I go to England Mm -hmm. or some other country or something like that. I do like if I go to England, I never take the bus, I never take the train, I walk everywhere, literally. I walk everywhere just to have that, you know. So that's 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 one thing I miss very, very much. And then, you know, w- w- one thing I really do, and then the other thing is the assumption that actors are very, very rich. I mean, from people all over, you know, asking, Oh, you know, you must be a very rich person, this and that. I, I usually claim it. Yes, I am. I am rich in spirits and everything. But um like I said <laughs> like I said, um the things I don't like are very minuscule. I can handle those bits. Um uh as opposed to it being what I love. You know, I, I just love what I do. And it's just amazing. I just feel so blessed that I'm able to feed from what I I love doing, you know. Um, it's the best thing God did for me Literally, yeah
1: Okay, um, you know what, Calo How about we take a quick Let's take a quick commercial break Don't we'll go anywhere, we'll be back uh, Stay there
0: Okay, alright You're
1: listening to The Naked stuff. You're
0: listening to the naked talk. It's so unsan She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. it like It's
1: no matter who's afraid to bear. You're listening to the naked talk with Alex Okoroji. specially autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji, from timid girl to confident woman. It will make you laugh, it will make you cry, it will make you curse. but most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones. Log on to www.alexokoroji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match. And if you tuning in, this is still the naked talk where the Alex encouraged yes, my name is Alex and I'm gonna cast on live all the way to so like Well, just before we we'll went in that commercial break, I I was talking to my guest, my very, very special very special guest, uh, uh Nigerian actor. Oh, I have to add award winning. You know, you have to uh, I have to do that. You know, he's an award-winning actor, writer, and television host. And we've been having such a great conversation. Just before we went on that break, he did share with me, you know, some of the things that he likes, really, really, you know, likes about being an actor and the things that he likes the least about being an actor. So uh, don't forget, you can always call into the, you know, to the show and join the conversation. If you've got questions, don't forget, you know, call in or, you know, send a message and you'll, definitely your contributions will be read on the show. So hi, Kylie. Hi. Are you there? Hey. Hey, Calu. Yes, sir. Oh, Thanks hi. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, thought I'd lost, I thought I'd lost you for a second. Okay. Um, oh, no, you know, no, no, no. get rid of, of
2: me that easily.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we went on the <laughs> break, you did, you know, talk about the things that you uh, like the list about being an actor. But let me ask you, I mm. mean, uh, this is based on the conversation that we're having. I noticed that, you know, very recently you just um, have some sort of a new aura. Uh, let me put it that way. Um, obviously, you have um, started uh, some sort of, you know, uh, a relationship, you know, a spiritual relationship. You've been very vocal about it. Um, you, mm. uh, in some of your interviews, you've, you've shared, openly shared how you're proud to be a Christian and how you have this relationship with God and, you know, how you've always been waiting for a sign. It's just But let me ask you this. Uh, at what point did you really give your life you know, at what point did you decide that you wanted to have um, a much deeper relationship with
2: God? You know, this question is a multifaceted question you're asking me. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it is because I can't think of. He he called me rather than me running to him in in a sense. He's, uh,
0: okay.
2: Okay. I I I grew up on ethics and um okay. it, it's uh, i'll the, the answer to your question I'll answer it very broadly, and then I'll go into a little mm-hmm. detail if i hopefully i don't okay. I don't bore um, you and the listeners too much but um was yeah <laughs> i was, bo- <laughs> <You talk>? yeah, <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was born on eight days. And uh, I didn't know anything existed. I mean, God existed. Everything. My my idea of God was. In fact, I felt felt sorry for him. I, I thought it was some very old man who was shut up in this in this church steeple, and his job was to ring the bells. You know, ring those bells, and um, he had a lightning bolt in one hand. I felt sort of this grey head old man st- stuck in there and stuff like that. But um, my first experience with him was. Uh, uh, and but one thing i did I did realize at a very young age, I think when I was five between five five years old actually was this desire to for for good to triumph over evil. I know what I'm saying because most times the bad guys always seem so cool and seem to get away with anything, and then the good guys are always very gentle and this things that like you know this is more like and everything but that that's that's those were the People I liked. I, I liked being good. I didn't like being mean and everything. So um, when I when I when this lady introduced him to me, Jesus to me, when I was nine years old, it was such. I mean, it, she. It was very simple. She just put brought two packages, and, and uh, one was really brightly coloured, and the other was colour um, uh, covered in in plain brown paper. It passed two parcels, and she asked us children to choose one naturally, guess which one we chose? The brightly colored one and everything. But, but she opened both of them and inside the brown colored parcel were sweets, cakes, all sorts of things, all the things we loved. And then the other one that was oh, the wow. brightly colored one, you know, there were all pins, there were all sorts of nasty pins, razors, ugly things and everything. And she said, you know, this is how Jesus is. He comes very plainly, but What's inside is always much more than what you expect on the outside, and then the devil comes um, in in brightly coloured. It's all about advertising and everything, and that made a lasting mark of me. Now, enter later phases. I got to know in different phases and everything, but I had a very difficult time in secondary school. I was thrown into boarding school. I came straight from England to Nigeria, and I was just thrown into boarding school, and I went through a harrowing time. I mean, uh, it was a boys' school, and at that time, Nigeria had just come out of civil war, and uh, because of that, many people's education was uh, interrupted, and so you you you'd, you'd find people who had gone into who had gone to war. Or, who have been in the war situation, coming mm-hmm. back into secondary school, and so you find me in the same class. I was this nine year old child in the same class as twenty two year olds <laughs> in class one and stuff like that. I even knew one who was in class two, who was married with three children. Wow, you know, so no. it was that dire and and you had this little boy, very lost boy amongst these people and everything and it was a harrowing period I think that that was one of the worst periods of my life, but um there's uh, lots of molestation going on i was almost raped three times and so what? during these times <laughs> wow. yes it's true yeah i mean but at that time i had to i had to you know that was when i knew god i mean i had to hold on to him like god you know you have to protect me every step of the way i i was never scared of anything you know i'll boldly stand up to anyone stuff like that or i'd run away and so that was when he started to become real to me. Now, enter a few years ago, and you know how it is, when we grow up and we think we're grown up mm-hmm. and everything and uh, became an actor. And, you know, you think you have it, or you can treat anyone anyway how you like and everything. And, you know, so you just go and do your own thing. You know, you say all those things the Bible says are outdated, this is the new era, this and that, and... One very dangerous thing that happened was, you know, I, 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 in spite of all that, I had this thing of dividing, which a lot of us usually do. Like, okay, you know, God has a spiritual side, you know, let's keep the church on one side. This here, mm-hmm. this thing right here is earth. This is the reality facing us. <laughs> so let me deal with my reality mm-hmm. and deal with it how I want. You know, I can give, I can give mm. God his Sundays. And uh, maybe when I die, mm-hmm. I can just you know um uh repent and then go up to heaven. but let me take off my reality mm-hmm. and so one day, I went through this mm-hmm. very harrowing experience, very, very harrowing experience uh well I wouldn't talk about it now, but um which left me devastated okay. I mean,
1: okay.
2: you do what yeah it's um. Go ahead. And uh, I went through this very terrible experience. Um, actually, it was a relationship where I, you know, just messing about. I just took my relationships for granted and everything, and I wasn't focused on what I wanted to do. And I I thought I was a player, you know. I thought I had everything arranged how I wanted them to be. I never wanted to. I had this sort of Peter Pan Peter Pan um, attitude, never wanting to grow old and um, uh, just, you know, just existing like that and just not having any direction. Uh So this incident just happened where my life just was shattered. You know, I just lost everything that I had and I built a business, I I was in America, I built a business with um, someone else, which we had a, um, uh, a, 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 had a relationship there, built up a business there, and, you know, everything was just ripped up from under me. It was wow. a very, very terrible moment of my life because I lost everything at that point. I lost everything, you know, not just, it wasn't really the material stuff that I lost. It was the meaning of my life that
0: sure.
2: I I started to question and so yeah. I said to myself, if I could get it so wrong, this aspect of my life, you know, where was the rest of uh. my life headed? I have to ask myself that uh. question, that where where was the rest of my life headed? Is this profession I've taken on, like uh, the acting, is it is it really, is it is that my salvation and stuff like that? So I looked at my life and I knew, you know, I, I looked at other options. Which religion would I follow? Would I follow Buddhism or would I... Islam wasn't an option. But I looked at other Eastern religions, which one to follow to find an answer. And I just remember this this Bible verse that said, Seek you first the kingdom of God. And everything else will be added unto you. And um, I I decided to give it a try which to till date I mean anyone who goes after I had to go after God with everything I had because I had to have an answer to my life because then mm-hmm. I realized that this life is not what we think it is no matter what that's no matter what there's always a consequence mm-hmm. for every action you take whether okay. good or it is bad mm-hmm. there is And Mm -hmm. there is a consequence for every action. And that's brought that to the fore. And so I, you know, you know this thing of where someone tells you about, oh, God is good. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he loves you. You only listen with half an ear because other people are telling you. There comes a time when you have Mm -hmm. to find out for yourself if it's really good. Mm -hmm. And so I went after him. You know, I went after him day and night. I cried like this, I like that, you know, show me the way. Tell me what to do. I read the Bible back to front, especially the Psalms. Until just all of a sudden, things just, I, my eyes just started opening, you know. I, I met this old gen, elderly gentleman who was telling me about his experience. And then I think it came to the fore when I was uh, I was on my way to work. Um, I was flying from Lagos to Asaba, and I got into a plane that almost crashed. You know, we almost we almost crashed um, yeah. because of turbulence. I mean, it was a 45 minutes flight, yeah. and then we're just, you know, just flying along. Uh, 30 minutes into the flight, the plane, I mean, the winds were just, there was, we flew into a storm, and the plane just dropped almost a 1,000 feet. And everyone screamed. I mean it was it was the most horrifying even till today, anytime there's a turbulence, I, my mind goes back to that point. And so the plane dropped and I knew everyone knew they were going to die. This was it. You know? And I looked at the clouds and I said, Okay, God, is this it? Okay, if that's it, well, so be it. I'm ready. And this thing, without knowing this song in my heart, just like that, I just started playing, God is here with me. These people. were just going on and on. I was just singing. In spite of all the angst around me, I was just settled in my spirit that, you know, nothing was going to happen. I was ready for death. And, you know, other people, even the children, were screaming. And I just said, God, you know, for my sake, just save everyone. Let's not one soul on this flight be lost. It was it was the wow. most terrible flight I've been on. Now, in my mind, I like to, I like to. Um, uh, it, it's in my journey. I found that the actual reality of life is in the spiritual realm. Whether I like it or not everything is decided from above and he also says you know you have to believe the most finding god is the most difficult thing ever i i i i almost wouldn't recommend it to anybody but it it is a very difficult thing because you literally have to believe in what you cannot see and he will tell you himself you have to believe the things that are invisible are permanent the things that are, that are Um, um, temporal are are the things you Uh see Uh and what people don't understand, he is such a playful God, very mischievous in a playful way, extremely Uh playful, because he leaves clues everywhere, he'll tell you you see that orange, if you leave an orange in one place if you leave it for one day two days, three days you'll watch it decay Uh slowly Anything you leave, even we as human beings, we grow up, we grow old, and then we die. And that tells you that everything, those are indications that everything in this world is going to pass away. The things that will not pass away are the things that are invisible. You judge things by their invisibility, and those are the things that are permanent. So it's i i could go on sorry, i just I, I hope i'm not boring you guys it's just it's just crazy it's just crazy i i i literally no, i looked i literally looked at myself i said i said okay, let me rush'cause i i love logic if like, if it does not make sense to me i will not go in, i don't believe in fantasy i don't believe in i just love logic so i looked at myself and said, okay Carlo, you know all these euphoric feelings of. Oh god um this and that's why I'm um, talking to god are you sure you're not mentally ill i mean maybe it's a figment of your imagination and i said what's the other what is rea- what is reality let me define reality let's look at the physical and say this is reality now if you talk of reality being okay your mother and your father got together you got what bo- you have your you got fertilized an egg you got born into this world you grow up you being taught to go mm-hmm. to school so you can get a good job. You get, you, um, you get a good job. And then your idea of once you get a job, you have to go and get married and have children of your own. Bring them up mm-hmm. so they can stand up mm-hmm. on their own. And then you look forward to your retirement. And then when you retire, you now rest and you know go on holidays and stuff and wait out your old age old years. And then after that, you now go down to your grave and die, and that's the end of it. And I looked at myself and said, if that is reality, that is the most miserable way to live, to have no imagination, have nothing to look forward to and everything. When you can, you know, you you have this God that tells you, listen, all you have to do is believe in me. Just, you know, just look to me and say, Lord, what am I on this earth to do? I know what I'm talking about because I went through secondary school, where my father brought me up to be being the person of an Igbo traditional father. Said, "Oh, you must grow up. You must be a doctor, so you can train all your people, so you can be a respected person in mm-hmm. your in your family and everything." <laughs> no, and yeah. you know, you, you grew up this way. Sciences were the most miserable. Moments of my life, I hated sciences. I loved <laughs> literature because it fired my imagination. I could travel in my mind and do things I wanted to do. I I could I could write. I could you know look at flowers. I could look at chickens. Like I saw one day, you know you you look at things. I I there was one day I was looking at uh, some chickens. You know there, there's this hen that um let me give you an example. <laughs> this was funny, but <laughs> you, you see, you see lessons everywhere. I, I saw this chicken. I was, I was, um, I was in my uncle's house one day. I saw this chicken. You know these cockroaches that have no feathers in their necks. Mm. They're so ugly. This chicken used to hustle. He used to hustle. He used to hustle oh, to lay all the chick on mm. hens around there, and they would never let him. He would fight and haggle and bite down on them, mount them to fertilize and everything. And then one of these times, one day, my my uncle had these really lovely uh, cockroaches like that uh, just growing up. Very beautiful cocks. And one of them reached the sexual peak and started running after this hen. Started running after the hen. The hen did not even move anywhere. She just bent down straight away for him to mount. And that taught me a lot. (laughs) I mean, she looked at it and said, oh, this handsome guy. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm giving it to him. You know, these are it's 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 a canvas. The whole world is a canvas. And these are the things I want to look at. These are the things I look at and you know, I want to express in my art, in my acting and everything. And these are the things God just opens up to me and I look up I look at my life and I say this shy person who couldn't even look anyone in the eye, who was too scared to talk to talk to girls and everything. God just lifted me up and put me exactly in the acting world where I just took to like fish in water. And you tell me there's no God? I could have been, I could have been resigned to being a dutiful son, being a doctor. Almost wanted to blow my brains out from being so bored about life and. And frustrated and everything, you know. But God was so merciful to put me in the exact place where I was supposed to be. I'm still the shy person I used to be. Sure. I'm still, you know, the reserved person. I can stand in one place. But once I stand in front of that camera, I turn into something else. That's not me. Mm. That was someone that was someone who put that who put that in me and put me in that position. And you tell me there's no God. I mm. mean I have I have the best life ever. I have the best life. If I want to do things, I can do all I have to do is God, okay, you know, what do we do today? What what I go to a place where I want parking space where everywhere is filled and I say, God, you know what? I don't care how you're going to do this, I need the parking space. I'm not ready to you know starting <laughs> about to look for this and that. And I get it. You know, I just I just come out and I get it. That's how loving he is. You know, you know when you're a child, as a newborn baby, you know, a newborn baby is the most cared for person in the whole world. You know, he he wants to prove he cries, he gets answered. He's irritated, he cries, he just he gets uh, rocked. He wants to feed, he just cries, and everything he wants. And then slowly reality starts hitting because when he gets into his toddling age, uh, toddler's age, w- you know when they call them the terrible twos. That's when they find out that life isn't. And it's not everything they want that they have that way because he wants to go out to the road and play and the parent just drags him back. And then reality starts to start to set oh. in When he gets his, his uh, maybe primary school and stuff like that, and he's in a play, he school play, and uh, he expects his mom and dad to come so they can watch him so he can feel so good and everything. And then the, the, the father disappoints him because he has to go for a meeting so he can make some money so he can pay for the school fees. But the child sees it somewhere else uh, in in another way, and it's so heartbroken that his father couldn't make it there. And so Mm -hmm. the child starts having these little heartbreaks, little by little. I mean, nobody's perfect. We do the best we can, you know. And you you start having those heartbreaks and facing, in quotes, reality. And you grow up to start being independent, and not being too dependent on your parents. Well, in this case, I'm what? I'm 48 years old, and I'm back to being that child in God's hands, where I just cry, I just do this, and it's done for me. I do this, and it's done for me. And even when I go through anything that, you know, maybe uh, my my uh, something happens, like let's say last last year, which was a very ter- it was a very challenging year for me. I lost two uncles um, one day after the other, the last one on my mom's side and then the last one on my dad's side. One died on Sunday, one next one died the next day. Everything came on my head. I had to bury both of them. I had to do the arrangements because I was the only one in, in the country. But guess what? I never felt anything. I mean, the stress was there, but I just had to go and said, look, you're going to know how you're going to do this. And then suddenly this person calls, oh, how can I help you with this? How can I help you with this? And everything just went smoothly. Mm. And incidentally, the very film set, the movie set I was on when this happened, where I was supposed to have lost all my composure and everything, is the very one that I won an award for, the B.O.N. Awards, just recently. So I, I, I... I I don't understand how anyone cannot be with God. I mean, I don't not understand how anyone cannot be with Jesus Christ because this is the same. He loves you completely. He takes care of you in every single way. I can't. I could go on and on and on and on and on about him. It's just amazing. Now, for me, I think- like I said before, yeah. Go ahead. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs>
1: No, I was just gonna say well? that you know just from all of the no, I was I was just gonna say you know I mean from all the stories that you've you know from what you have shared um, that it's obvious that God has been truly amazing in your life. I mean having to right. save you from even though you were ready to die, He was there to you know take you up even though you had those challenges. He was there at every point to hold your hand. So obviously. Um, I mean, for the sake of those who are listening, it's important that they understand, you know, th- their takeaway, I mean, why it's why you um, are so um, it's happy, you know, why you're so happy about this newfound relationship that you have with him, but you yeah. know what, hold that thought, don't go anywhere, how about we take a quick, a quick <laughs> musical break, uh, we'll be back soon, Don't go and yes, this is leading like you do. Living like you do for uh by Romeo Crow uh, Romeo Crow British rock singer who was right here on this show sometime in July, I think it was June last year, and yes he was part of our first anniversary celebration. Romeo was here, and he shut the house down and this is living like you do by Romeo Goodbye.
0: I've been worrying about. Seem to face
1: right here uh, at our first anniversary celebration, and he it, it was, it was part of the great conversation. It was a crazy house. It was a crazy full house. We had everyone from different parts of the planet, and uh, Romeo is here, and yes, that's Leading Like You Do by Romeo. Um, so guys, if you're just tuning in, and don't forget, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Security, and we're having such a great Friday radio special with our very special guest, uh Chico, he's been... You know, sharing quite a bit about his, uh, his his life and his relationship with God, and just you know how much that has affected his life positively. So yes, um, hi Kalu are you still there? Hey, yeah,
2: I am here. Hey,
1: you're here. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: well,
1: uh, you know, I, I was I was going to ask you this. Um, so. How does this new relationship that you have with got now, um, does it in any way affect your career as an actor? Uh, why am I saying this? I feel like, and for a lot of people, sometimes you know, they're worried about when they get this transitions, when they make this transformation or transition. Definitely, it affects different aspects of your life. There's certain things that you're probably, you probably don't feel aligned with your spirit anymore that you may want to cut off, right, or stay away from or restrain yourself from. Um, people make some some cutbacks on certain things because you're a new person or you're renewed and you have this new relationship with God. And a lot of times people worry, some people worry, would that affect the relationship that they have with their fans or how they proceed, especially in a career as yours, being that you're an actor and you're right there, out there, you know, in the face of the people. Hi. Hey. Yeah. Hi. Okay. I I know you lost me. For, yeah, you lost me for a while. Okay, because I I I yeah. realized that you lost me. Mm. Did you Did you catch the question? Did you catch what I said? No, I didn't. I I, I said, okay. I said that um, this new relationship that you have with God, um, how does yeah. it affect your mm-hmm. career as an actor? How does it affect your career as an actor? For a lot of people, when you make this kind of transition or transformation, usually there are things that you cut back on, and there are things that you restrain yourself because you're now a renewed person of some sort. And sometimes people worry that um, would this affect their relationship with their fans or their career, especially in a in a career like yours, being that you're an actor and you're right there, like, you know, in the forefront or in the faces of people. So how this? Right new relationship, how does it affect
2: your career as an actor? Well, um, it hasn't really, it's affected it for the better. It, it's maybe a lot more responsible in the sense that I try mm-hmm. to, um, it's not It's not that boring thing of, oh, I only t- take on good roles and this and that. No, I still do my mm-hmm. bad guy roles and everything. But the general story, I always make sh- try to make sure the general story Leads in the in the right direction, like it teaches something. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm the bad guy, I like uh, I recently did one where well, I was a drinker and a smoker and everything. I had to do that, but the it, it was. It, mm-hmm. I'm more I'm more conscious about where this story leads because this I've thing, come to know
1: yeah.
2: that um, everything must have. I've I've seen my responsibility as a storyteller. Being an actor, I am a storyteller mm-hmm. first and foremost, so I have to, I must tell my story mm-hmm. to the best of my ability. Also, I also find that my, it's crazy, but I find that my 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 acting is a lot better than it was before. I just, you know, I I, mm-hmm. I'm more conscientious about, I'm I'm more careful about listening more than talking. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more comes up, I'm more aware of my pauses the inflections of my voice and stuff like that, my facial expressions to convey that not mm. not everything is spoken. So it's almost as if I have a guide inside of me and, um, mm. and it, it's reinforced in me. Like I, I have this incredible thirst for knowledge and you know, it, it's I've always had the quest for knowledge. I've always loved knowledge and, and uh, understanding. So it's even more Vibrant now, so I I try to learn from every single thing I can. I I'm always in conversation with uh, with God, like in the Holy Spirit. Like, okay, what do you think about this? What, how do I go about it? You know, things like that. It may not make any sense, but the answers just start coming. Like, start coming. Like when um uh, when I go on sets and stuff like that, I just say, you know what, you know, I leave leave this to you. You work out how you're going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this, and I just mm-hmm. find myself. Um, I find myself a lot more introspective now, and so it's it's made my work a lot richer, if I may use that hmm. word. But um, I wouldn't yeah. do uh, I wouldn't really do a project that goes nowhere and features nothing, or you know ends up in a bad uh-huh. one because I've come to the knowledge that imagery is everything. That the screen is a very uh-huh. very very powerful tool. So if I'm going to be uh-huh. on that screen. It has to affect people for the better, whatever role I'm playing. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm.
1: That makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot, lot more sense. Okay, um, I, I was going to ask you. I mean, uh, during this transformation from you know just living the world and just you know just living your life and being responsible for yourself, <laughs> and to this new, this renewed self where you're back to being a baby with God and he's in charge and you're doing everything, trying to do reason that pleases him, you know. Uh, are there What would you say, you know, one of the things that you cut back, something that you probably used to do a lot that you have traded in, something that you're like, you know what, I can't do this again anymore, you know, because I just feel like
2: it's it's
1: not aligning with my spirit. Can you think of anything?
2: Uh, Well, the things, I used to do, which I I I still crave. No, make no mistake. Like mm-hmm. I I've come to the mm-hmm. I've come to the one one very important thing I've realized is my biggest enemy is not the devil. My biggest enemy, i not the... Mm-hmm. my biggest enemy is myself, my desires, and I've come sure. to realize that those sure. desires may never go away, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest vices that I've managed to, I'm to, um, fighting, of, uh, but I managed to shine the spotlight on. It's my pride, you know, that pride of, uh, you know, it's, it's a very insidious thing. It's a very, very insidious thing, like, oh, God, I can't come to you because um, you're too holy for me, so I might as well do things. You know, that mm-hmm. thing of myself, doing things myself, it's one of the mm-hmm. most evil things that can befall a man, and that's, that's what, you know, I had to... Break myself down and say, you know, I am a stupid person. I used to smoke. I smoked and I loved the art of smoking. I used to smoke and smoke. You know what I mean? And you know, <laughs> and you know, you have that thing of uh, that euphoric thing and everything. But the the trick about being with God, what I realized, how I to overcome those things. And also women and uh, things like that. The trick I used to overcome that is was um, going into God. You know, He tells you, "Look, it's not it's not for you to stop all these things. You cannot do it. No matter how hard you try, mm-hmm. you cannot. Just focus on Me." Mm-hmm. So when when I started seeing the beauty and and the the um, how, how do I put it? When when I started to think, when you, when you when you experience the beauty of being with God, that when God is happy mm-hmm. with you, before you get to that mm-hmm. point, I'll give you an example. I was I'm on I was on um, I was in stuck in traffic. I think that was about three weeks ago.
0: Yeah, three weeks ago, stuck in
2: traffic. Okay. And this guy came to the car. I was on the phone and, and stuck in traffic. And this guy came to the to the knock on my window. And I let it down a little bit. I said I should give him money because he was hungry. And I took out a hundred naira and I gave him. And continued with my conversation. And he banged on the window and said, look, in a very rough voice, he said, I am asking you to give me money or do you want me to take it myself? And I looked at him. He had scars all over him. And I knew immediately that he was armed. Now, mm. and he had his colleague over there. He was a robber. He was an armed robber. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him, and the voice, there was a voice inside me that said, I, I mean, I was afraid. You know, I knew I was going to be robbed. Mm-hmm. And the voice in me just said, who's my controller here, you or him? And I put down the phone. I wound out the window. I said, look, my friend, I am going to work for my money. If you don't know what to do with that money and get food for yourself, give me that money and get out of my sight. This is someone, I mean, everyone was looking at us. He could have shot me, could have stabbed me. I couldn't have done anything. He just looked at me and apologized immediately. He left, came back again, and still apologized some more. Now, when you see the power that you have over your circumstances, when you see that before you get to where you're going, everything is set up for you, you start to see the, 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 what you start to Stands to profit anytime you're right mm. with God. What if you if mm. you if you have all these things like you know that this contract is going to come your way? You know, I've been in situations where I was completely broke, and I said, God, you, I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to have to do something about it. And I go to this church. I was in Ghana. I went to this church. I didn't have any money. I just went to this church, and you know, just you know, just to sit down, and everything, and the, the passages. They did a collection about a thousand people, and the pastor said, "Okay, here it's yours. Pack everything I gave to me, and that was about about uh, two three thousand dollars about And so, when you go really? through these wow. things, why, you know, when you go through these things, why would you, you know, you look at these things as things that will set you back from benefiting the things you want to benefit from God? And so these mm-hmm. things start falling away because when you, when you, like for me, I love knowledge. The things he has shown me, little tidbits that he has shown me, and there's still more to come. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to get mm-hmm. in the way of that, not even myself, not even myself. Mm-hmm. So I can say, Lord, completely erase me. Put more of you in me so I can. So for me, it's a profit drive. I want to profit. I want to profit. I mm-hmm. want to live a hassle-free life. That is why I let go of those things. They're still there. The minute I turn away mm. from him and I look back at those things, those things will come back. I mean, mm. they'll always, they'll probably remain there till like, like I go to my grave and go up to him. But mm. I'm looking at the things I start to benefit. I stand to benefit, especially the peace. Like, if anything, I, I'm not afraid of, I'm um, I'm not afraid of anything because I know everything is taken care of. Now, the minute mm. I look away from God, I start to feel I start to feel self-conscious. I start to feel um, unloved. I start to feel um, all sorts of things, unsure, scared, afraid, afraid of tomorrow. Um, you know, what's, uh, I've forgotten all these words. Like when you feel worthless <laughs> and everything, scared of the future. Yeah. No, it's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible feeling. I never want to go there again. But sometimes I do... I do slip. I mean once you sin, you 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 you're cut off from God because you can't dwell in that thing. And you go back to that thing. It's such a terrible place to be. Yesterday is a terrible place to be. So nobody nobody tells you to run back to where you're going to, if that's any um, solution. So those things, those desires I and mean, they'll always be there, but because of what you stand to gain and what you're what you're enjoying at the moment, you have no business with those things. You cut those things off, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So that's how you know. All
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's and you know what? I'm enjoying this conversation because there's so much to take away. There's so much to learn, um and I'm sure that you know those who are listening. I, I mean, and, and even you know, if you're listening, you know someone who probably missed this conversation live. You guys could always come back here and listen to the archive show and listen to all you know this great. Uh, words, words of wisdom that, you know, my guest today, Kali Sager, is sharing with us. Um and we don't really have so much time left, uh, because I know that, you know, he has to get But I have, you know, these two two more questions, two, three questions just to ask you. And we can you know just go there. first of all, I need to say congratulations to you. On two different levels. Yes, you you know, you just won your born award, uh best best actor, right? If I'm correct, best actor.
2: Uh supposing actually yeah, supporting. Oh, best, supporting target, yeah,
1: best supporting. best actor. Sure. I remember. Yeah, best supporting actor. Yeah, best supporting actor yeah. in a in an English uh, movie. Uh, so yeah, I do take congratulations to that. And then you also recently just got married. Congratulations mm-hmm. too on another level. Um, Thank you. I, I know. I know that you know. <laughs> I know that a lot of your fans, you know, a lot of people have been asking. You know, you do interviews and people ask. So when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? When is it gonna happen? And you always used to say you were waiting for God's direction and you're waiting for the right time because God was going to guide you. So, um, and I'm sure that, you know, a lot of your fans will probably want to know this. So you finally heard God's voice, right? You know, God was definitely instrumental in your choice.
2: Absolutely. I mean, uh, that happened last year. I mean, that's the shortest relationship I've ever had, but you know, um, that's, I I met her in Port Harcourt and she was there with me during my uncle's death and with the, during the funerals and everything. And that's where I saw her character. I mean, he engineered everything for me to see all the qualities. It was him. He just brought her. Mm. Mm. Oh. oh, my God. Um
1: seems like we just lost our uh, guest. Uh um, you know, he'll probably, you know, connect back. Uh, you know, how about we take a quick, let's take a quick musical break just while we're waiting for Khaled to connect back with us. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, this is The Man, The Man by Stelz and Masters. Stelz and Masters was our first guest with this season. Uh, Enjoy. And yes, this is still the naked talk with Alex Corgi. and yes, that song is by Ah, uh, oh, diver diver yes, she's a, she's uh, one of the you know, one of the most uh, beautiful, talented, amazing actresses born out of Nigeria, and yes, she's you know she's now in the U.S. you know working and um, yeah, doing great, amazing things there in Atlanta and Georgia, but uh, yeah. That was uh, the man by Stella DeMasters and produced by her partner uh, Daniel Ademino. and it was such a great, song. great, 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 great song. Uh, unfortunately, we lost, um, we lost our guest, a very special guest, uh, but I think we had such a great conversation. It was so, it was so amazing to have him share, you know, his spiritual journey and just the things that he experienced and how he's been able to make that sort of transformation. And that's what this show really is about. You know, it's about having real, honest conversation, being able to strip ourselves and, you know, share with other people so that we can empower people. Um, you know, I, 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 I mean, you know, typically you're mine and being an actor and being famous and all of that, it doesn't mean that we don't get to struggle. We have to deal with our own, you know, our own individual devils. And just to have the fact that, you know, there's somebody to, somebody to hold on to. we kind of to hold our hands and guide us while we're trying to navigate life. And, and so just having Kali Kiaku right here on the show, sharing with us his journey to this renewal and, you know, just finding his spiritual balance. I did want to ask two more questions before I didn't drop off, but I also understand we've been talking for quite a while. So, guys, until we come back next week, yes, next week is so, so, so freaking, Yes, I said freaking. <laughs> That's right. it is gonna be so freaking amazing. Because of course we're gonna have novelist, uh American novelist, uh, Susan Carr. Susie Carr, sorry, Susie Carr is gonna be here on Top Wednesday. And of course on Friday we're gonna special for next week we're having fourteen facts Yay! You talking about BBC actor, you know, from Interceptor, who's gonna be here next week. It's gonna be an amazing, amazing show. You can't can't miss any show this season. I've told you guys, we have such a great lineup, great experts, speakers, authors of the best, most influential, global influencers around the world right here on The Naked House with very, very, very engaging, analyzing conversations that will definitely empower your mind. So don't forget, guys, Ask Alex Talk Therapy is still available every Friday to Sunday. So yes, thank you to all those. Who we'll call in today for Free Advice Friday? There's still Saturday. We've got Super Talk Saturday, and we've got School Sunday. So, hey guys, you wanna, uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to talk to someone, you may be listening here. You, you want to talk to me? Don't forget, you, you know my official website. Go to www.alexagrady.me and click on Ask Alex. If you can ask Alex then, you know, visit my booking page, or you can just simply go to Ask Alex. At, yeah, com. Check oh, out know, my official website, guys. <laughs> or if you want to hit me up clarity, you can go to clarity. fm slash And of course, you can talk to me, and I can talk to you about all your personal slash professional concerned. Well, uh, don't forget you can see get a copy of my book, my new book, The Naked Truth Life Street, I like I said before, this is yeah, it's really a wee greasy guide to the real truth about love, life, sex, relationships. And the reviews are great. So hey guys, go go to my official website, click on book, get a copy, buy a copy. It's not expensive, guys. And you can download the ebook, the ebook book go about nine ninety nine dollars. Nine dollars ninety nine cents. I keep saying nine dollars ninety nine cents. Or if you're in Nigeria, it goes about two thousand. Not much. And yes, VIP. Hey guys. What's up? You need to get you know become a VIP. You can become a VIP. Uh a VIP star of the ABC. Yes. Alex's blog community. Uh we're opening our virtual doors to VIP mm-hmm. members. Of course it's a members only sign, and it just goes for nine dollars nine dollars a month. Nine dollars, just nine dollars a month. And you can become a VIP member. You can get access to my e courses, our live webinars, um, group you know, our group conference calls, we're definitely going to do telesummits. It's so much, so much resource. Out of course, access to the naked lounge. So you can get to the naked lounge, express yourself, interact and contribute to other people. You know, connect, network, whatever it is. Uh it's the hub. You know, the a place for you to feel comfortable and be who you really are. Where you know you don't have to apologize to anybody for being who you really are. So, guys, it's been an awesome, Friday really special. It was nice. Thank you once again, Kali Tagu, for being a guest on the show. And we hope, to, you know, we hope to bring you back on other side um, on the show. So, guys, till we come back, same time next week. Yes, on Top Wednesday. I love you. I really, 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 <laughs> and I said that off my phone. I really love you for listening. Ciao. Thank you.